I'm milling about with Natalie Dormer, and she's starring in The Forest. Nice to see you. Nice to see you, too. You scared the crap out of me. Oh, did you jump a few times last night? I was all alone. I had my own little private screening, um, I think, the other morning, and I was all by myself. I had no idea what to expect, and you, it really scared me. Especially if you watched it on your own. That's a little bit freaky. <laughs> Were you, I mean, you were in it, so did it scare you as well, or you knew what was coming? It's funny you say that, though, actually, because when I watched it, I did jump a couple of times, and I'm like, man, I'm an idiot. It's like, of all the people, I know exactly where the scares are coming. Although not quite, because it's always interesting when they add the music, and they fiddle around with the editing and the cut. Um, It does take you a little bit by surprise, so it was great. I can only imagine what the direction was from Jason, like, slower, right? Slower. Yeah, I mean, do you want Scared Face 1 or Scared Face 2? No, I mean, it it was really interesting. It's my first horror movie, and um, I was actually surprised at how technical it was because, you know, it's a lot lot is to do with timing, a lot is to do with choreography to make sure you're in exactly the right spot so that the reveal works and that everyone's lit properly. And, you know, and then, you know, there was a, great physical demand and uh, hanging around on night shoots in a forest in the middle of a Serbian mountain somewhere. So it was definitely one for the memoirs, definitely. Now, did you spend time in this forest? Did you want to camp out in this forest? Do you have forest phobia? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think I would, I don't even think before this film, I would be staying in a forest on my own after dark. No, I mean, I just, but you know what, everything that motivates my character is you identify with her because, you know, she, everything she's doing, she's doing out of the love for her sister. She thinks her sister's in pain and in danger. So that's why the irrationale, that's why she doesn't hear heed the warnings. And I think all of um, the audience probably has someone that, you know, if you got that phone call, you would travel to the other side of the world for, for someone that you love if you thought that they were in trouble. And um, that's what Sarah does. And then I just loved this premise, this interesting psychological premise that you wander into this forest where it holds, it reflects your demons and all that stuff that you're trying to repress um, back at you to undermine you and this slow descent into madness because I think we all have regrets or things we wish we hadn't done in the oh, past. Yeah. 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 So it's like all your worst, all those times that, you know, you said the wrong thing at the water cooler or, you know, the, the guy or the woman that you let go that you wish you hadn't or the person's heart you broke. Imagine if all your bad deeds came back to haunt you. So Sarah is really dealing with uh, her own psyche. There's one Japanese character that says you do it to yourself, and that's the premise of this movie. Have you ever felt weird stuff going on in your own life? Like, do you believe in that otherworldly stuff? I believe in energy. I believe that if really bad stuff happens in a particular place, then it can retain an energy. I think it can probably, I think eventually we'll probably be able to um, explain that with science of some description. I'm sure it's something to do with the, you know, the time continuum or something, but um, space time continuum. But um, I don't necessarily believe in ghosts per se. That- so you've never had an experience, a weird no, experience. But you know what? I've been in creepy old houses where the floorboards and the pipes are, are, are rattling. And But again, like with the forest, I think it's like you project yourself. It's what's going on in your own imagination that is the really terrifying thing in those circumstances, right? I always think that, you know, if you leave yourself open to those types of situations, they'll just come to you even if you believe in them or not in a weird way. Uh, there is unexplained stuff that happens in the world. I'm not going to deny that. So, um, 
you know, and the there is definitely um, a real spirit. I visited the real Okagahara forest just, just for a day trip. And regardless of what you think about the place, there is um, a very sort of unique spiritual atmosphere to the place, even if that's just projected by the local community, because the Japanese there are very superstitious and respectful of it. And I went up to visit with my my Japanese driver and... um, I mean, I just stepped off the path by five meters to take some photos and he would not even lift his feet like one pace off the path. He just smiled at me and shook his head. (laughs) He was not leaving that path. Yeah, you you go, you crazy person. I must be a little bit superstitious though because I, I thought about picking up a stone from the forest and taking it back with me to my hotel room and then I was like, no. Actually, I don't think I'm going to do that. Maybe that might be tempting fate. So uh, I didn't. I didn't do that in the end. I thought about it. Did you have fun adventures while you were in Japan? I mean, did you actually eat live sushi? Does that exist? I think it's more um, squid or something with uh, or eel or something with the Japanese. But I don't think it normally happens that often with shrimp. But no, I had some of the most amazing sushi that I've ever had in Tokyo, as you would imagine. Um, and sadly, we were only there for a week. We got some incredible shots that opened the movie. This sort of Blade Runner-esque rain came down for us. You couldn't have planned it with the neon lights that made it, the whole thing look fantastic. But um, And we did some beautiful shots on the train going up into the mountains. But then we descended down to Serbia to film the most part, all the stuff on the stage. And in the caves and everything was a sound stage and in Belgrade. And then we were in the beautiful Tara mountain resort on the uh, Bosnian-Serbian border for most of the, the forest shoot when we were running around in the cold and the dark. So I now, now I know that you're a runner, right? You're like a marathon person. So did you get to do that while you were there? I barely had time to do any to do anything like barely think or you're running a lot in the forest. <laughs> I was running a lot in the forest. Taylor made me jealous because he went on some really cool hikes. I think he's quite a physical guy as um his uh you know his physical aesthetic would imply and uh he went on a few interesting beautiful hikes and apparently there's got great white water rafting as well on the Bosnia Serbia Serbian border but I didn't get to do any of that because I was day in day out with the crew you know because Sarah or Jess is in nearly every single scene so but that's what's fun about being the lead is because you really get to bond with your crew you're like really one of the team leaders and um you get a very special relationship with a group of people in tents and for a very small space of time did you do your stunt the the falling stunt did you do that yourself or someone else did it yeah well I had a great stunt double but I did also get lower down on a harness and I did do a lot of tripping and falling I had my own fair share of scratches and bruises on this job believe me and I had rather too intimate a relationship with spiders and worms and bugs and there was one you couldn't you couldn't pay me enough I tell you, there was the scene where I fall into the sinkhole and there's no other way of describing it, but like Sarah basically has a breakdown on the spot. Um, there was everything, everything that could, the, the, the crawls or slimes or moves or create. And I was like, after we finished that day, I was like, right, now I've come out of character. Can I just say, guys, the other scene, because there was now another scene coming up two weeks later where I'd be rolling around in mud. I was like, could we just clear the earth of like, 
moving shit because like I was like it like it's like it's literally just been picked up by the forest and put on the soundstage and you want me to roll through it I mean I was like guys please just can can we just clean the dirt next time for the, that next scene please so glamorous this business isn't it <laughs> as I pull another dead suffocated spider out of my right bra strap <laughs> your hair was so amazing in this movie i mean one time you were blonde one time you were brunette you just came off hunger games with like half a head yeah they did a great job yeah they had a tough specification it's like oh you don't have hair on one side of your head and we need to make you a brunette as well for a couple of days uh i had a great um 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 i had a really great uh, makeup uh woman who took such good care of me and gave Jess and Sarah as the two sisters really distinctive looks uh it was kind of fun to be a brunette again I haven't been a brunette for a while well I mean Marjorie Terrell is a wig but um to actually like uh, sort of put mousse and dye in the front of my hair so do you like changing your hairstyles you do you like dyeing your hair it's all transformation isn't it and as an actor you kind of get a kick out of doing stuff to you physically that makes you look or feel different so um no, I mean, yeah, the difference between in the space of, you know, a year and a half going from Cressida to Marjorie Terrell to Jess and Sarah, they're all women that look... And also I did a, a like a, a, the Scandalous Lady W as well that I did back in Britain, which was like a sort of, you know, Georgian England wigs contraptions on my heads as well. So a hairstyle is always a good place to start when you're you're playing a new woman. Uh, women, we a lot of our identity is bound up in our hair. So. Absolutely. So I, I, you just sort of saw my questions so what was that feeling like living with half a half a head like that it was actually very liberating to be perfectly honest it was a bit like within the what like with the forest running and screaming and looking continuously rougher and rougher as every single day went on um you know the same with playing Cressida and and shaving your head when you play these roles where your look is unconventional or beauty is not the objective it's just it's very liberating as an actor not to just tick that box of perfect hair perfect makeup looking pretty in my two minutes left with you actually i wanted to ask you about christmas traditions my family like board games there will definitely be board games and then obviously arguing about the rules and people cheating and pretty standard christmas fare (laughs) it's so great when you get back with your family right yeah no i don't fucking care that you work in hollywood natalie it's like your family can always trust your family to bring you back down to earth and tell you that they think you're an asshole if they do (laughs) that's what families are for (laughs) and on that note (laughs) Merry Christmas (laughs) thank you Natalie always news always refreshing always candid always billing about Robin Milling delivers what celebrities are saying to you to you